Hello, and welcome to Miss D's Lunacy. My guest today will either shock you or she won't. Her approach to her career as a novelist takes on an unusual spin. With a vivid imagination and an unquelched curiosity, she will tell you all about it, and we're going to have a wonderful time. Her name is Amy Minty, and please welcome her. Thank you, Amy, for coming to the studio. Thank you, Dion, for having me. It's well, a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now we're going to get into the crux of what you're doing, which is very cool. And we want to hear about your erotic fiction, which is what you do. And you have written three fabulous novels. And I want to know how you started all this. First of all, you don't have a pseudonym, which I think was one of my first questions. And you said, what did you say to me? <laughs> I told you I didn't see the reason for having a pseudonym because I want the world to know what I'm writing. And uh, I don't have anything to hide. I think that's wonderful. What good <laughs> honesty. Because a lot of people won't do that. But um, so you were in New York and you were an actress. And then all of this amazing imagination caught up with you. And you were working. Tell me all about it. Tell our audience, actually. Yeah. Well, it was more, it was more to do with I had a lot to say and a lot of creativity. And I had no outlet for it because... Being an actress in New York, you have to you have to know people. You have to be able to get the audition in order to act. And I didn't I didn't have the the ability to really perform and you know like others that have connections and what same have with you. Me. Yeah, same with me. When I started, and I was in acting as well. Mm -hmm. So I I turned to writing just to reveal my frustration with <laughs> the other creative process. And um, you know, no one could tell me I couldn't write. So that's what began this adventure. This amazing adventure. What I think is wonderful is that her syntax is perfect. Her writing, she actually gives classes to kids because they don't know how to write English properly. And her books are amazing because they're really well put into their content. Now, you have, I think, um, a common theme in all of your books. So let's talk about that. Um, even though my books are erotic in nature, um, more importantly, I have a woman empowerment theme. So I like, right on, girl. <laughs> yep, I like to start each book, each novel, and end each novel with the female protagonist coming out on top and independent and sure of herself, confident. And so that's that's the most important thing about my writing. And some people, I mean, are very uncomfortable with the subject of erotic anything in nature but I mean we have to admit that there's sex scandals in the newspaper every single day every moment yes every moment and so people can't go around judging people and I mean Americans are very puritanical as a regular rule but I mean if you think about the nonsense that goes on with our candidates with our vice presidents with Elliot Spitzer and the nonsense people are reading this and it's actually not a whole lot of fun to find out that people who you believe in are doing the naughty, naughty and having affairs left. And it's a very common theme. I mean, it started with Henry VIII back then. People were really naughty. People don't seem to understand that sex has been prevalent, prevalent in everything in our society. And it's always out there. And you know how you go to a dinner party and you say, can't talk about sex or politics. It's going to get us in trouble. <laughs> right. Or religion. Or Exactly. Well, there's uh -huh. another one. So there's, for some reason, there's a stigma, and yet there isn't, which I find fascinating. I mean, Jackie Collins, I mean, there were 
Pat Booth. They were writing these wild novels and everybody thought they were fabulous. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to say that in order for a book to have some sense and to some purpose, and even though it is using erotic material, she's making quite a lot of sense, actually, and making it very interesting. Now, what really gets to me is men adore these books and they just eat them up. Yeah, men that don't normally read, let's <laughs> preface. Um Simply because there are no pictures. It's not, and there's no illustrations. <laughs> Boring. I know, too bad. However, um, yeah, men that never read a book. I, I have football coaches, um, friends, engineers. People will read it and they won't put it down because not only does it have very steamy sex scenes, but there's also a story. So it keeps you engaged. I, I think, think that's wonderful. Overall, yeah. I know. Well, don't put it down now. Um, okay, they're called the the first one. You did, took you three years to write. Yeah, three years to put together completely, yes. It was called For Better or Money, yes. Mm -hmm, correct. The second one was Love or Sanity. Yep, For Love or Sanity. And Sink or Swim. I love the juxtaposition of everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's marvelous. So uh, you did this, okay, first of all, you were a bartender. Yes, I tend to Now there bar. again, outside the scope, what a brave woman. <laughs> In what sense? Well, this bartending, you know, in New York with all those crazy men floating around. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does. Crazy people in general. In general. Yeah, not just men. I know, I know. <laughs> and I mean, did you, what was your favorite drink that you used to make? Um, I always like to make a Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Well, since you were in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So you were writing and then tell us the phenomenon. It's, you well, sold how many books? I, well, I sold at least a thousand behind the bar just by ordering ordering, you know, cartons and cartons of books and, you know, word spread and people, you know, would come up to me and say, oh, you're the author. Can we buy your book? And then, you know, it was instant gratification. And also, you know, I took advantage of the fact that people are drinking. And so <laughs> they're more enthusiastic about something than they would be normally. And so I, I liked having the books there on hand to personally sell simply because, you know, I didn't like the next day they take my card, they lose the card, they forget about it. It's not as important. Whereas if they take it home to their wives, their girlfriends, I mean, it was mostly men buying my book and then telling other females. And, you know, I had all types of people, all, all ages interested because, you know, it was unusual. And luckily I had management that supported me and, you know, they weren't angry that I was doing that instead of making drinks or, or what have you. But well, I mean, out. you could sell a book very quickly mm -hmm. and then continue to shake that shaker yep so i think it's wonderful yeah i think it's absolutely wonderful so you've sold thousands of books and so what why why did you get into erotic um i guess i was mainly curious about not about um about your average person like you never really know somebody so you know i could be having for instance i could be having a discussion with the male lady about you know the price of the forever stamp and then she could be getting off work and going and having an affair with her neighbor right at three o'clock. And so you just don't know. So I guess that's how it started. And then, you know, my imagination takes off. And then, you know, I, I love to write about sex because it's just so interesting. It's all about power. It's about balance. And um, I find it fascinating. So that's what gears me in that direction. Amazing. Because Amaz that's very ballsy, I would say. I mean, it takes a lot of guts for somebody to write these things. So you have... Very funny story because you started looking at Allure magazine. So talk about a little bit about the nonsense that they had written down in Allure magazine. <laughs> well, you know, 
I just find like Cosmo and Allure and Mary Claire, they have these articles that are written for, uh, I guess, females that you know, how to date properly. What's the best you know, way to go about things. And, and one of the articles I came across was how to sex up your bedroom. And it was the tamest thing I'd ever read in my entire life. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, this could be okay. No. W- within a paragraph, I was like, these people are so boring. Well, first of all, satin sheets, you slide around like an ice skating rink. I, I mean, <laughs> th- first of all, it, it didn't have any original ideas. Like I had my own original ideas immediately upon hearing the title. I thought to myself, well, you know, make sure porn is playing on like both huge flat screens <laughs> for starters in your bedroom. You know, hire some escorts, have them scantily clad, sitting around. Um, I thought, what else did I think? I, I had tons of ideas immediately. Yeah, put, put the shower next to your oh, desk. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Move the shower next to the desk. You know, make sure the windows are open on the fire escape in case you want to, you know, move outside. You know, options. But no, <laughs> they had none of these options. They're ridiculously stupid. So the satin sheets are out because, of course, uh, that's ridiculous. Now, the other one was really annoying to you was you said, light some candles. Do I look stupid to you? You replied. There are accidents waiting to happen, and then there are planned accidents. Right. That sounds like an arson attempt to me. Well, I agree. This is like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard to put candles by your bed. I did that, and my bed caught on fire. So I am the first person to tell you. Very bad idea. Yeah. So then they decided to do what? They wanted you to uh, throw huge pillows all over the place. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's easy. And they're already there from the night before. So uh, uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be Also, there's a serious tripping factor when you wake <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't have enough issues. I know. And I've tripped over my pillows so many times. Okay. The other one that was made you laugh so hard was it called Leave Your Lady Things Out. And you wrote, seriously, what are they referring to? And then they write dressing gowns, kimonos, plural, play suits, plural, and underwear. Like Drape you- these over a chair or armoire, they told you. I thought I thought that was the most ridiculous advice. Because first of all, who has a dressing gown? It's year 2016. I mean, I grew up with a dressing gown and I'm 42 years old. You were looking to make sure the date on the issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually turned to the front page of the, the magazine and looked at the date. I was like, this can't be. This is a joke, a cruel joke I've been played on. Well, okay, and then kimonos. Yeah. Plural, no less. Plural. Who has a kimono? I mean, if you do, more power to you, I suppose. But I personally think that kimono is representative of like Gishaville and I don't know. I agree. So you wrote... To yourself, I'm not living in South Korea perfecting my inner geisha, sitting cross-legged, humming American show tunes and waiting to be chosen by some narcissistic fellow. Sorry, no kimonos arranged scantily on top of my armoire. Nope, my bedroom is inspired by Macy's. (laughs) The modern way. It's called a comforter. Mm -hmm. Okay, play suits. I happen to have some, but uh, what have you got there? You have two of them. I have two cat suits. Okay. They're useful. So you made the note to take them out of your closet and drape them over the bedpost. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I used to answer the door in a fur coat. And I thought, well, because I love playing suits. I love them. I have them all over the house. <laughs> and I have a fabulous nursing outfit because you never know if your partner's going to need a Band-Aid or something yeah. like that. And it's I'm, good to have the first aid kit there got, anyway, I, right? I've got stiletto heels from some $6.99 store. Absolutely hysterical. And I walk around the house 
dressed up like this for the day. I just think it's fun. People it's are, fun. It is. And so I love play acting. Mm -hmm. But of course, when you think about it, men prefer you to be naked. They really don't want you outfitted in all or sorts. Not for very long. Not for very long. Mm -hmm. So I love this one that you said, the underwear. They didn't specify ripped, torn. I mean, what is... they were so vague in their description. It's so funny. I w so you vowed that you're going to write them a helpful letter to come up with something a little bit more erotic, correct? Yeah, a little bit more uh, sensual, steamy. And okay, just something so, with some advice, period. Okay, so what is steamy? I mean, I don't know. Like my original suggestions. Yeah. I mean, Hire just, some escorts. Have them sitting around. Well, that gets confusing. Hmm. It gets interesting, though. All right. So <laughs> your books do have adultery, women with women, which is very common, mm -hmm. more than so than people would think. And so what do you think is like the, your naughtiest scene or your naughtiest? Um, one you have no vulgarity in your book whatsoever. You have no... Your book is very, very well written. And so that's a good point that you can actually make a point across and make it attractive yet sexy without offending yeah. anybody. Yeah, I tend to stay away from the violence. Um, I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So tell my uh, listeners where they can buy these fabulous books and get their women to have a little fun with them. Well, um, everybody can, is, can definitely go to my website at amyminty.com. And I have amyminty.net as well. And you can just order it right there. Um, and uh, at, Or you can Google my name if you're just bored. It, either way, Amy, A-M-Y, Minty, M-I-N-T-Y, like it sounds. And, um, you know, you can come across them. You know, prime, you get it in two days. So do anybody tell you, come back and say the book was fabulous and my wife and I did this Yes, and that. yes. Ah. I've had a lot of positive feedback in that regard. That's amazing. Yeah, and I have because, couples reading it together and telling me that, that you know, it helped inspire their evening or their night. They don't get into real details with me, but, um, oh, I think yeah, that's yeah. Wonderful. it does make me feel nice. It's good for the shy and the embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Try it. You know, X-rated movies are all over the place. And they sound right. like crazy. Uh -huh. I mean, people go see them and they, I mean, they're very, very common and they really do sex up couples' lives. Mm -hmm. So there's something to be said about a book a movie. I mean, they're all over the place when you go to a casino. My goodness gracious. Absolutely. That's all there is. Mm -hmm. is, is just that's, They try to get everybody to have a good time. Yeah. Um, so a good glass of wine, some fake candles. <laughs> yeah, some fake candles. No satin sheets. <laughs> no satin sheets. Floor is good. Floor is good. Kitchen Kitchen's floor is better. Kitchen is better. Yep. Kitchen countertop is mm -hmm. better. Agreed. <laughs> Pool table, very good. Huh. Don't you think pool yeah, table's fun? Good idea. Yeah, yeah. Very good idea. Not everybody has a pool table. No. Uh ping so, pong. Ping pong. Eh. Mm, gotta cut pool the net table's in the better. Yes. It's got felt. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, my silly joke. This is very funny, talking about uh, upping your sex life. Uh there's this couple who have always made love in the dark, right? And, and for twenty years they've been making love in the dark. And she's a bit wait, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't understand I, why we can't have lights on. So one night she turned the lights on and she saw that he was using a device uh, to inflate. And she got very angry and she says, well, that's ridiculous, you impotent fellow. How could you have lied to me all these years? And he looked at her straight in the eyes and he said, I'll explain the toy if you explain the kids. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is stupid, but it's funny. Well, some people are so shy. They, I mean, listen to the, remember the Van 
Van Dyke show, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. and with Mary Tyler Moore, they always had two beds, separate beds. They were always in pajamas. And every scene, they had to have a foot on the floor. When they first started doing these movies back in the 60s and 70s, you never saw a couple, Lucille Ball, they were all the same. Mm-hmm. They had separate beds. Uh, Bewitched, same thing. It was all very clean and above board. Uh, right. And then all of a sudden, the show started getting mm-hmm. a little bit. Racier and Cable came. And, and then, then Cable then it came. Was over. Yes. And then everything was over. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could do whatever you wanted. So <laughs> it's come a long way. But I have to say you were very brave because I would have thought there might have been more backlash than you had gotten. No, I really, I mean, you know, what I've found is if people don't like what I have to say, they, they don't, don't tell me. And they stop reading it. They put it down and they say nothing. Exactly. And I take their silence as a as a... Uh, uh, notice that okay well maybe they didn't like it it's not for everybody and I don't care if it's they don't like it you don't have to read it I can still put it out there that's true so love or sanity is your second book correct and you took a little less time to write that one yes it? So I only took a year to write that and it's that's amazing it takes so long just it's the rewriting it's not the initial writing correct the words just flow out of me so it's the making it you know, just improving. The it. idea is there, mm-hmm. and so basically, you get you have a female protagonist on that one. Yep, on in all th- all four books. The one I'm working on now as well. Right, poker's in there. Yep, that'll poker, be fun for scenes. the boys. Yep, poker scenes. So that's one of the. But so the girl is either confused or she's her marriage is obviously falling apart. I mean, and all these women married or not necessarily. Well, Some it's of, actually all the same female protagonist, so it is a series. Uh, so, oh, you really should yep. go from one to it two. Takes, it, takes, um, it takes place in different stages of her life. Um, the last book, For Sink or Swim, she's in high school. Um, the first book, she's engaged. She's 26. And then she's 26 to 28, covers that span. And then in the second book, she is 23 in the first half. And then she's 36 in the second half. Wow. So, it, you know, the, the female, her name is Pamela Castle, has all these experiences, and she she grows with each one. So it is like a trilogy of sorts, but not your traditional type of trilogy. How exciting. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So which one would you start out with first? Obviously the high school. You know, they can be read independently. They well, don't, oh, yeah, because they don't have to really rely mm-hmm. on one another. They really don't. They're, they're independent. Um, personally, I tell people to read for better money first because I wrote it first. Okay. Um, but... For Sink or Swim, you could read first. For Love or Sanity is definitely a more intense book. It doesn't have the humor that the other two books have. Um, it has a lot more sex, and it's more explicitly written. I love it. So I it depends it. What, you, what, you, what you're after, what you're looking for in a book, and that would depict which one you would choose. But it's amazing how you put it out on the table and people are actually reading and listening to this, mm-hmm. which I think is wonderful. And so, obviously, it's very well written. Obviously, people would sort of go toss it because, I mean, there are junk books out there. There's a lot of junk out there, yes. There really is. And it's, I mean, it's growing proportionately all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's being sold for 99 cents and, and oh, stuff like that, you know. So that's not, I want to stick with actually a form of literature still. Just have incorporate the um, eroticism. Which I think is great. And I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find very funny. Uh, okay. Well, if I'd been a secretary, I would have married my uh, boss. But then again, you don't have any of that, right, in there? Or 
I do. And the, oh, the one do. I'm ready now, I absolutely I do. Because I have I have some of the stereotypes. I I draw on those as well. I mean, they're still going on today. I'm exploiting them. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you're what I love about you is that you walk into a room, you sort of mentally make up a story about the person's life. I do. It's just <laughs> I can't help myself. No, I think it's <laughs> fascinating because people do some very odd things when you really get to know them or even some wonderful things, but you never know. And so behind the mask, you invent your little story about the person. It's I amazing do. you don't blurt it out to them. <laughs> I often want to ask questions, but I actually ask very little, uh, very few questions, I, I should say, because I... What my what's in my imagination is probably a little bit more exciting than what their lives are like. But you never know. But you never know. You so. never know. I think it's wonderful. Well, all I can tell you is that women become empowered by this book. The men enjoy their relationship with their wives and girlfriends with these books. So I think there's some very positive messages here, I have to say, right? And women need the confidence to sort of explore their own sensuality, which I think a lot of women don't do, and then they're afraid to do. So I think all of this could be very positive. And I'm getting a book, by the way, so I can find out what's really going on here. But I love the idea of what you've done, and I think you're very brave. And Thank I you. And you seem to be successful without even having to blink an eye. But please do buy the books, because I think they'll help everybody. And so now we're signing off. And thank you so much, Amy, for coming. Did Beyond, you enjoy? Thank you. Yes, I had a wonderful time. It's Good. a pleasure talking about this kind of work. Well, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. And thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I uh, would love to have you again when you write your fourth book. That would be great. So lead us not into temptation. We can find <laughs> it ourselves. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.